on last week's Irrevelations. I'll warn you, this episode is f- absurd. We're about to get f- juicy with it. And he sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of Israel died. Cool. The Israelites defeated him, his sons, and all his people, until there was no survivor left him, and they took possession of his land. Hell yeah. He says God is not human, that he should lie. Not a human being, that he should change his mind. And uh, next to that, I just wrote... Hmm. Hey, man, what's this noise in my car? He's like, don't worry, I'm gonna go talk to God about it. I'm like, this is a good mechanic. And it's like if beforehand, he's like, look, I'm not a hitman. I'm a prostitute. I'm going to suck his d-. And you're like, all right, kill him. And destroy the remains of the city. That might be Jesus. I don't know. Kill the women and children. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Let, me. let me read it out to you. Moby claims he dated Natalie Portman when she was younger, but Natalie says it didn't happen that way. Uh, quote from Natalie. I was surprised he character- characterized the very short time I knew him as dating. My recollection is a much older man being creepy with me. <laughs> So, like, the professional. Fucking wrecked. <laughs> yeah, the opposite of the professional. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh, uh, man. That's funny as shit. Um, that's really creepy, huh, though? That this guy's just walking around being like, you know, I dated Natalie Portman, you know. Are we going to really talk about this? I don't know. What do you mean? Is this... <laughs> What else are we going to say about this? I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything. I just, I just thought that was funny. It reminded me, like, when um, I knew that television was dead to me. When I yeah. saw um, there was MTV and they had uh, Limp Biscuit had just come out with some bullshit song about Britney Spears and had claimed that he had dated her. And so they brought Britney Spears on Total Request Live. And uh, as a way of like, like their idea of like drama or whatever the fuck, how they were going to handle it. Uh, who's the, who used to be the host of that show? He like still is. Um, I don't know. Some fucking... Ryan Seacrest Some or Ryan Seacrest type. Pre-Ryan Seacrest. It was uh, whatever. God, I can't believe I can't remember his name. But anyway, he was hosting the show, and he's like, oh, and Britney Spears, do you have anything you want to say to Kevin Durst? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, sick burn. Got him. Fuck. It's over for his okay. career. You know? And you're like, stupid fucking So we're bullshit. talking about... We're talking about uh, Starlet drama from at least 20 years ago. <laughs> this is what, this is what of, keeps me up at night. All right. Well, Whoa, instead of talking about the pastor that baptized the anime girl in his virtual church? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? I, mean, I wasn't even going to... I want to talk about that. Did you watch the video? I did. I didn't get so... Uh, all right. Did, did you see yeah, the Yeah, I saw the end. I did <laughs> I I chortled, yeah, sure, but I just didn't... I don't know. SpongeBob, no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll tack it up to random bullshit. I just didn't... I don't know. Uh, it was perfect. <laughs> 
here's the question. Yeah. Is this the future of the church? Is this the future of the church? Is VR church? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I... Okay, so it was an interesting video. Um, Because, uh, honestly, I could not give two shits about the last 10 seconds. I thought that was kind of a funny little cherry on top. Yeah. That's so, so it's like that's a 10-minute video with this guy talking about how he started a church in VR land. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Which weird, weird as it may be, is very wholesome. At least his intention is. Yeah, it was an oddly. Intention. It was odd. It was odd that kind of. In my point of view, it was about as wholesome as a church can get. You know, I yeah, mean, he was sure. like, okay, well, I have a little VR thing, and I baptize people's spirits or whatever their avatars. Um, yeah. And he was like, baptism represents a, a change in your soul, your spirit, your mindset. You're coming out clean. He doesn't really need to be a physical me dumping water on you to get it. Because some people he talks to are like homebound or can't leave the house or whatever. So it's cool for them. I don't know. I, uh, to me, it'd be like, uh, I mean, just as little as I give a shit about the you know, faith and all that. It, 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 cool. I don't know. It just seemed like yeah. whatever. I think that it's cool because obviously 99%, I think, of church-attending Christians are going to shit over But it's the whole point of it was that you're able – I mean, lots of regular relationships these days are becoming more and more digital. To me – Lots of you know online friends, video game friends, whatever – and if you're able to go there and, you know, you're homebound or you're, or people at church think you're weird or whatever, like he was talking about the heroin addict yeah. that got basically thrown out of a church. I don't know if that was an or that happened. Like, the, I don't know. I if feel that like was I could completely believe bullshit. that, you know? Like, I, I could believe that yeah. you're like, well, this is a church where we're here to help people. And then there's some crack addict in the back. And you're like, well, I mean, I still have children. You know, like, I don't want that fucking yeah. guy around my family. <laughs> like, I don't you so You know, I, it, it's all. For- it's trying. all fine and good, but get him the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I almost can... Very Christ-like. I, can, well, I, I don't know. Uh, fuck. I mean, it's it's specifically not Let's be clear. They nailed fine. Christ to a cross, allegedly. I don't know that forgiving everybody's going to hey, work. he knew what he signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. We'll get there. We'll get there someday. Um, I did have... Anyways, you... Go ahead. Don't no one watch no the video, watch right? Treat this treat the be this video like the Bible. Don't don't actually go out and see it. We're telling you about it. The part that I love, the reason I made Cole watch it is because the very ending, after they do this whole baptismal thing and it's all like very poignant. And this priest baptized some as, dude's avatar, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was like a big titted anime <laughs> yeah, girl. It's pretty sexy. <laughs> And, and then once all this is going on and everyone's having this like touching conversation about what it means, SpongeBob, I guess, has the ability to soak up I water. I don't get it. I in don't VR know. Chat. Yeah. And he jumps into the he jumps in the pool. They're like, "Where's the, the baptized water?" SpongeBob. <laughs> so, so, so. He soaked up all the water. I guess that's funny. It's I don't perfect. know. And then they yell, and then the video. The best thing about it though is the video gets cut as soon as someone yells, "SpongeBob, no!" <laughs> and then it gets cut. God, wow, you are so good at. Uh... <laughs> Repeating things you it's saw perfect. online. I, I nailed it. Well, I just did. Uh, yeah, nailed it. I was good. Uh, anyway, I thought that was fantastic. I want to see more <laughs> VR churches. I want people to be like, hey, yeah, you should come to VR church with us. And then I can do it. And I can be sitting there, you know, doing whatever, jerking off. Um, and it'll be like, yeah. And then when my parents ask, I'm like, yeah, I went to church today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of 
awesome. funny. To me, it, like to me, the idea of shitting on VR church is like it'd be like if someone's like, "So what do you do?" Well, every night I fling rubber bands at the moon, like I'm trying to get at the moon. And I'm like, okay, but this guy, what he does is he puts up a picture of the moon and he shoots rubber bands at that instead. That's not real. That's not real. I'm like, like all right, well, <laughs> both of what you're doing is stupid and meaningless. I don't, I don't, you know, the fact the fact that you're shooting at the real moon and he's shooting at a picture of it. I don't, I don't see the difference to be honest. In fact, the guy shooting the pictures is going to hit the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's getting the real message there. I don't know. It, it it seemed kind of... I thought it was oddly wholesome. I don't know. I can't really knock it. Although, I can... I don't know. To me, it just seems like a waste of time. I wouldn't hang out with the guy, yeah, but it's I cute. I wouldn't have sex with his wife or anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, know. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was just... A, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to think of I, I. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know. It... it um, I don't know how I feel about like VR church or whatever. I guess it's fine. I, mean, I wouldn't make it illegal. I guess. I, don't know. I mean, I see us one day having the VR church of Revelations. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't. You know, it's kind of it was kind of funny. It was. Um, I guess. I feel like it comes back down to. I feel like it would be weird to have faith. I have no concept of it. So the way people gravitate towards it, or the way people feel they need it, is confusing to me. Anytime I see it. Um, my girlfriend went to visit her sister, um, in Hawaii, uh, so that was fun for her, and I got to stay at home with the, the fucking animals and everything shitting on my life, but, um, one of the things that was interesting about it was that, uh, she's there, and they're like, well, I know you're on vacation, but do you want to come to our church since you probably, like, since you're away from home and you probably don't have time to go to your church, you want to just go to ours to get, like, a, like, the equivalent of, like, a nicotine patch, to, you know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, she's like, no, no, and they're like, okay, cool, well, we'll just put on the podcast from our church, like, can you just not, like, I don't understand, I don't understand the feel, like, it, it, to me, I just equated to, like, yeah, like, a nicotine patch, like, okay, I know you don't have access to the real real, but if you feel you need, like, just a little bit to get you through the day, like, we got a fucking podcast, or we have this bullshit, I, it just she was recounting it back to me and I was like that is really confusing I listened to a church podcast on the drive home yeah uh, the other day when I left Florida yeah yeah my parents were trying to get me to go to their church and I wouldn't yeah of course and are you ever going to come clean that you don't so, want to go to their church I was uh, no <laughs> and so but I was like oh, I'll, I'll just listen to it on the on the drive okay. home um Anyways, and I did, and it was horrible. What was it about? It was like the worst they're like it's a young guy it's a new young guy he's only 35 Whoa. like you'll like him and he was just it was so cliched. He's like, you know, the Bible, it does have a lot of inconsistencies, but none of them actually are, which we're going to get into today later. By the way. Have fun with that. But, none uh, of them actually are. If oh, you man, just if terrible. you just get rid of logic and reasoning, you'll realize they're not consistency. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. To quote one of my favorite pastors, so what I find is your lack of faith to be disturbing, <laughs> uh, Cole. And so I was thinking about maybe like a good faith exercise you could do to build oh, your faith. Really? Have have you ever heard of a truck stop glory? <laughs> no, I I can't say that I have. <laughs> They're like really awesome uh, trust fall exercises. Okay, so so explain it to me because this is news. Well, so you put your penis in the right. hole, and you don't know what's on the other side, but you have faith that you're gonna get sucked <laughs> off and not like. Do you think? Would something. you trust a glory hole like in a different life without your wife and whatever? Like, would you if you're like just like, hmm, I see a hole, I'm gonna stick my dick in it. I mean, I want to say no, but <laughs> of, course, of course I would. I feel like I feel like I couldn't trust a glory hole. I feel like I'd be too worried that there's just some kid with like two see? bricks on the other side. And <laughs> 
God, that's the worst possible thing. You can <laughs> like, I'm do. just like, oh, I'm like, whoa, here we go. A hole in a bathroom stall. There's my lucky fucking day, and he's just sitting there. I'm assuming a little fucking Thai kid with like, <laughs> like two bricks. He looks like the fucking Asian kid from uh, Temple of Doom, and he's just wearing a little baseball cap. And he's like, all right, here it comes, you know. <laughs> it more work. dick. I don't know. Oh man. So well, that's, yeah. That's my um, that's why we need to build your favorite. <laughs> okay. right. I don't trust the glory hole. Because we want to take a trip to Thailand eventually, and that's all they got. It's glory holes. It's all glory. It's, a, it's, it, it's the human equivalent of a glory hole. You know, you bring them home. You're like, is it a man? Is it a lady? Somewhere in between. I don't know. Exactly. Just got to take it on Got to get your... Like, we got to get... Think of life as an RPG game. We just got to put more of your points into the faith okay. stat. All right. Okay. Yeah. This Bible's not doing much for that, but maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> no. a Thai lady boy will get it for me instead you know and speaking of lack of faith i think if anything is going to build you your faith a little bit it's going to be the way that we're hopping off this week like chapter 25 (laughs) i see it as a faith awakening tincture (laughs) it's more like faith awakening at the uh, end of a gun you know like what's wrong with that (laughs) why do you think most christians go to church you think Uh, it's for the fucking the communal bread and grape I wonder, juice. I was thinking because there is. I was going to say that we should really have a church where all they do is threaten you. But I've been in those churches before, and uh, I can honestly leave it. They're like you better go, or you're going to hell. Like I've seen those guys screaming outside of the college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd love uh, to be one of those guys. Like we need to step it up. <laughs> um, but w- with no further ado, anyway, folks, it's uh, you're listening to the Revelations podcast. We are the podcast that reads the Bible so that you ain't gotta. I'm Grant mm-hmm. Voiced. I'm Cole Deluski. And we are kicking off this week, as I sort of half alluded to there, Numbers Chapter 25. We're on Episode 35, The Big 3-5. This podcast, I mentioned it last week, but I'm going to say it again. This podcast could now be President of the United States if weeks were years. Yeah. That's a big deal. Uh, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We're getting close. We've been... <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, I'm so excited about this week's episode. Well, I'm excited about part of it, but let's not, you know, spoiler <laughs> okay, alert. Let's get into it. Most of it uh, sucks. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, do, do you have any, what, what, what additional research did you have for this, uh, this week? I, most of the research I did was for a little bit later, um, and I was looking up some of the generational stuff. Because uh-huh. they sort of start talking about generations later. Um, didn't have anything from Cool, unfortunately, this week. But uh, you know, I dug around. Something to look forward to. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. This is Numbers twenty five. Uh, what is your What is your chapter labeled in? Uh... <laughs> I'm glad you asked. It's called Moab seduces Israel. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna be in this fucking meet here. Uh, mine calls. Uh, Israel's harlotry in Moab. Oh, that's cooler. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a sexy little beat. Um, so, Israel is in Shittim right now, right? We were talking last week about uh, Balaam and Balak and the talking donkey and what have you. Um, so Israel's still kind of posted up there, um, right nearby the Moabites, the Midianites, all these peoples, the diaspora, if you will, of Canaan, the greater Canaan area. <laughs> okay. Uh, over east of Egypt. Um, 
yeah, they're, they're, they're posted up, and things are getting a little too mixed. And as we know, God is not a fan of mixing the races. It's, I thought this was an interesting thing. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Israel's just hanging out in the area. I don't know why they haven't gotten straight to the killing and the, the murder like they do so well. <laughs> it doesn't take long. But <laughs> they start to engage in interracial marriage with the Midianites and the Moabites and them all. Yeah. Uh, and these skank bitches, uh, Midianites, are seducing the men of Israel and getting them to bow down to Baal. Yes. In, uh, and what does it say? Of so Pagor. Israel was joined to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel, which is nothing new. Yeah. Another murder boner, another day. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, um, I had this job where... Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was me. Y- you remember this, but basically my boss was this um, fucking lion thief rat dick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who claimed he was, uh, he was like, oh, we have a Christian uh, company and blah, blah, blah. So I, I fit in real well. But he was also the biggest thief on the planet. Uh, we didn't get along very much. But um, as such, I would get these fucking passive-aggressive... Um, messages constantly like cole if your desk is not cleaned then this could result in your termination and i'd be like yeah eat my ass you know um and and then and and i did but the point was is that i'm constantly it was like every little thing there was this and if this is done you'll get fired and if the bat you know if uh if i notice that the light is left on in the lab this will also result in your potential termination and if that car gets parked out there i'm like what the fuck every fucking thing on the docket is going to get me terminated so i just don't care i'm just going to do it all now i don't give a fuck you know yeah that's fair but if you're, um, gonna, if you're gonna get punished you like i just well do something. You, you, you you're on you're honestly just gonna constantly be pissed at me so there's really yeah. no reason for me to try uh, and that's how i feel about israel at this time where um it just seems like they can't really do any right uh and he's just constantly angry at them so i'm really not at this point i'm not even surprised i mean yes and no i i, I think you're right but also your boss didn't ever fire you God yeah, has been <laughs> slaughtering them wholesale, so his yeah. threats are not empty, you know? Yeah. Like, they just had snakes. I mean, yeah. God is getting creative with this brutal punishment. <laughs> like, you think he's just getting bored with the normal punishments? I mean, we're, we're about to see that he, he goes back to an old standby, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought this chapter was, again, just fucking metal. So yeah, these, well, people, these people start worshiping another god, which is pretty clearly stated in the, uh, one of the, it's the first commandment, right? Yep, yep. Like, don't fuck with that shit. That's that's rule one on the fucking book. Um, So God goes to Moses directly and says, Take all the leaders of the people and hang the offenders before the Lord out in the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. Yeah, why not? Which is fucking badass. So God just sees a bunch of people fucking and uh, worshiping the wrong gods. He's like, you know what would be good? If we sent a message and hung their bodies out in the fucking desert, and Moses was like, I, honestly, I'm way ahead of you. It's fucking, I already got the staves and the yeah, sticks. Mo- Moses is pumped. And uh, so he immediately goes to the judges, right, that he set up, uh, what, a few mm-hmm. books ago now? Yep. Um, and he's like, all right, guys, uh, we got to put to death the people that are that are basically fucking around with Baal. Like, that's a no-go. God is mad. Um, the way I the interpreted fact- the, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna get to the next part. So you go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I, the way I interpret it is, is that the judge of Israel, every one of you, kill his men who were joined to Baal of Pure. So I feel like he's got a judge from every tribe. Yeah, 
It's like if you had, you know, the circuit judges of the U.S. and they're like, all right, you know, we have a bunch of people, you know, uh, smoking a plant in all your different districts, so you're going to have to go out and kill all of them. Yeah, but know, the judges from Alabama, you kill people from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the judges your, from Washington. You have your yeah. circuit. Yeah, you guys got to kill your own. I'm not going to kill yours for you. You know, that's, Sure. You gotta, at some point, you got to take some accountability. Well, Moses has to stay clean, right? He's a priest or whatever, right, so he right, can't right. kill them himself because then he's all unclean and yada, yada, yada. Uh, uh, and then Numbers 25, 6. Um, I, I didn't really know how to interpret this. It seemed like... The judge, so Moses like tells the judges, okay, everyone, you guys got to go start a fucking pogrom, another one. We just love these things. Yeah. Another pogrom. And uh, everyone's weeping and crying. There's murder around. And some Israeli with his Midianite wife is just like walking around like, what's going on here? Now, real quick, this isn't, this isn't just any Israeli. This is, um, this is uh, Zimri who is the leader of the current leader of the tribe of Simeon, right? We remember Simeon. He's brutal. Yeah, uh, way back in the day. Yeah, um, so piece this of is shit. He got it coming. This guy is like in the top tier of Israelite leaders, mm-hmm. and he is like basically coming back into camp. You know, he doesn't realize what's the the order that just went out. Comes back into camp with this uh, piece of Midianite ass. Right? You got to imagine this guy's probably married if he's already a leader. So I, I'm kind of curious how this is all playing out. It's like mm-hmm. a concubine. Um, uh, takes her into his tent to do the dirty. Right now, this is where the priesthood lineage comes into play. So. Uh, Phinehas, who's the son of Eleazar, if you'll remember, is the new head priest. He's Aaron's kid who Uh went up and took his dad's clothes. (laughs) Phinehas, yeah, he is a good kid, follows uh, Zimri into his tent and basically runs a spear through both of them, the man and the woman, murders them. Uh, It's it's interesting because, so the way um, my Bible says it is, uh, so the Israelite shows up, he's got his woman... And uh, Numbers 25, 7. Now, when Phinehas, the son of Elazar, saw them, he rose yeah. from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. And then, as you said, chases them down and runs them through in the tent. Yes. Uh, Probably let, in the act of coitus, I'm imagining. Yeah. But let's just characterize that uh, situation is that he's just going about his business. He sees a man with an outsider wife or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. And he doesn't ask questions. He doesn't need permission. He just goes, hmm, I know what I got to fucking do. And he grabs a spear, chases them into their home, and runs them through. Yes, I want to uh, give you. So, well, let me get. Let's let's save that point. For one, let's remember Moses didn't get in any trouble for having a Cushite wife, right? Right. Um, in fact, everyone else got pissed, but God didn't. So now we've kind of flipped. God now God's pissed. Everyone else is apparently okay with it, except for Phineas here, um, and runs them through. But because he didn't kill them and stop this abomination soon enough, God decides to unleash a plague like he does. He has a lot of those. Oh, I thought and, the plague was already going on. Um, no, it says then the plague was stopped. So, yeah, the God, I guess he didn't do it in time. I think the plague they, was currently happening. They're correct. surrounded by plague. The way I understood it is it's like... Um, so there's a massacre occurring. A plague is being unleashed on the people. And everyone's like, man, this plague is because people won't stop fucking Midianite women. And then you're just watching your friends and family get murdered and, uh, you know, you plagued by death. And then you see some guy fuck it. It'd be like if you're there. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, it'd be like if you were there at 9-11 and then some guy's having sex with George Bush. You'd be like, oh, oh, I'm not going to let this happen. I mean, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a good. Your, your analogies are just so. George Bush did 9 11. Yeah, but, I got it. But, thanks. <laughs> thanks for ruining your own joke, idiot. Um, uh, I just want to make sure you got it. Um, yeah, oh, I did. Thanks. So, so I'm the sure is, like, you see the guy that. responsible for the shit, and you're just like, yeah, I gotta, you know, he's part of it. I gotta do what I gotta do, you know? So, yeah, he goes in the tent, stabs them through. Uh, God is like, all right, snaps his fingers, plague stops. Small kill count. Only 24,000 <laughs> Israelites have died so far. That's a new record, isn't it? I mean, for this God, for the I don't know. Uh, when I mean, let's 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 put it in there's perspective. There's so many times that there's so many times that he didn't give us a kill count. Uh, I I think it's got to be a new record because when they killed uh, when the, the first pogrom for, at the uh, Golden Calf incident, they 3, marked 000. it down as three thousand. But that wasn't even God doing it. Um, oh, that was the it Levites. hasn't mentioned. I think sometimes when God killed them. I mean, sure, it, it doesn't mention. Oh, it's like oh, and a plague ran amongst them. So we don't know how many. Uh, I don't think we know how many died in the uh, fiery snake incident, do we? No, I don't think so. We but this is a lot. This is twenty four thousand people. All right. Uh, I mean, to put it in context, compared to ones we do know, uh, the one from the uh, that one time they complained, uh, eight they times killed worse. They, they killed fifth, like almost fifteen thousand. Okay, sorry. It's eight times worse than the. Uh, the golden calf incident yeah so it's 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 a lot uh but but what i love is the purpose of this story which is about to become clear Uh, (laughs) very so god killed so god's like okay i'll stop the plague that was so fucking sweet the way you killed those jews you killed that you killed that jew and his wife so good that i want to stop killing jews you know yeah um so god uh goes to finahas and is like you know what you did so good there uh, you have turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because you were zealous with my zeal among them so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. It's a fucked up sentence. But basically he's like, you were so violent and angry that it made me go, whoa. Now I'm really seeing a really violent and angry guy work. Makes me kind of want to like take a minute back to ex- you know admire it and stop all my violent, angry murdering. Yeah, it's It's touching. It's and, one of those moments where you're like, okay, God, I get it. And the little the little cherry on top and the purpose of all is Numbers 2512. So he sees Finahas murder a man and his girlfriend or whatever in yeah. cold fucking blood and goes, you know what? Because of I what think you've it was done. Pretty hot blood. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sexy. Uh, because of what you've done, I say, behold, I shall give Finahas my covenant of peace. <laughs> hmm. I. I yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it doesn't really. You've done such a good job of killing your own people that I shall give you the covenant of peace, and it shall be to him and his descendants an everlasting priesthood, because he was zealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. Great. <laughs> so fucking, <laughs> such a fucking great God. Uh, you've done such a good God of killing your own people that I I announce that you shall be the head of the priests for all time, you and your line, because that's what that's how I define what a good it's, priest is. Well, it's like I mean we gave we gave Obama the Nobel Peace Prize for all those drone strikes, so why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, point and counterpoint. Um, so so then it goes on to explain who these pe- two people are. It explains that uh, Zimri was you know the leader of the Semionite family. It explains also that the woman, Cotton Coitus, Cosby, uh, was the daughter of a tribal chief of Midianites. So she was also important. And then God says, look, at this point, all right, because the Midianites seduced you, in other words, because the women, Midianite women had sex with your men, mm-hmm. kill them all. Those skinks. 
Um, basically, he says the, the reason that you just had this plague was because of them. Well, obviously, it was because of God, but we'll not get into that. <laughs> because of that, kill them all. Now, here's the th- part I want to zoom in on here for a second. And tell me if you agree. The reli- You always hear Ju- Christians mostly talking about how the Quran calls for violence against non-believers and stuff, which is debatable. Probably um, true, but depending yeah. on how you read it, that's exactly what this is, isn't it? It's it's interesting. I mean, to sum it up, it's such a confusing chapter. So these yeah, Israelites are stupid, Let's... banging Midianites who are. It's weird. It's one of those things that confuse me. They're banging Midianites who, as we know, worship the same God, but this one they call Baal. So it's like you got to be to me. To me, the way I interpret it. It'd be like a couple of Catholics moving into town where some Protestants are, and they start banging, and then all the Catholics are like, we gotta kill all these fucking Protestants. They're fucking us up. They're trying to get rid of our uh, tithing and shit. Like, we gotta murder them, you know? Yeah. We gotta start a whole fucking war, probably split up an island, and uh, we gotta kill them. And then because uh, certain leaders were so good at killing these traitors, they decide to create a medal of peace and are like, you know what? To commemorate all the peace that you're about to give out, let's uh, harass the Midianites and attack them. Oh, such peace, such glory that we should go and murder these fucking Midianites. Yeah, and then it doesn't even deliver because we talk about killing them and boom, we leave the scene <laughs> yeah. of this crime. Uh, it, I guess it, it, it does seem like a broken story. I think we'll get back to it, but yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense. Because I want to see the murder. I also, it just, it just reads like an incel post here. Uh, They harassed you with their schemes by which they seduced you. And it's so obviously a schematic narrative showing the dangers of intermarriage, showing what pure and righteous people can do for their communities if they just act out in extreme violence. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's crazy. And this is, this is fucked up, but it reminded me of when, um, in Schindler's List. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Ralph Fiennes goes to Liam Neeson's character and is like, I've been hearing you've been hanging out with Jews. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I get it. I understand their seductress ways, you know, that they have sometimes. But you just can't fuck with them so much. He's like, yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. It's like, like, you know, these Midianites, I get that they're some sexy fucking sluts. But we've got to kill them. That's just what we got to do. Yeah. Forget that they're all your cousins, right? All the Moabites are all your cousins. Uh, only, not even that many times removed, right? Yeah, these are six, these are descendants six, seven from generations back. It's odd the way it treats them because these are descendants from Lot. Well, Midianites are descended from Abraham, so they're yes. almost directly related. Even but closer. the Moabites and the Ammonites are descended from Lot. These are all uh, Semites. These are all tribes of uh, Israel. It, well, not Israel, yeah. but tribes of God. Well, you I mean, so we're, so we're Israelites and Palestinians today, but we're not going to get into that, are we? Yeah, let's not. They're still pretty <laughs> you know? The point is they're slightly different, so fucking kill them. Kill them all. But yeah, the point is that I want took away is that this is outright calling for, hey, if if people, if pe- it's, a, I guess the Bible's okay with non-Israelites or non-believers existing, but as soon as they start intermingling with you, kill them all, which is pretty gruesome. Like, I mean... If if this if the way this Jewish behavior uh, works in this story was transposed onto modern times, ISIS would be winning, right? They, that's what they are. They're they're wiping out people that don't want to have the caliphate or whatever. It's nasty. They're nasty peeps. And, 
So that's uh, chapter 25. Oh, I boy. feel like, although, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Israeli guy with the Miniac girlfriend was just asking for it? Yes. <laughs> it's like when you bring your black girlfriend home to your MAGA dad. You know what you're signing yeah, up yeah. for. Read the room. Read you the know, fucking... Like this is a fucked up Christmas, and you knew you you knew it was good. Yeah. You knew you, you knew you were ruining Christmas. Yeah, when they go all straw dogs on you, you know you know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so numbers twenty six. <laughs> now this is horrible. So we end this story like, all right, go kill him, and then we totally drop that line. We're we're done with that story for now. We don't get to find out even to, on this episode probably what uh, what happens next. Instead, we decide it's time to take another mm-hmm. census. Now, God's killed so many people, he done lost count of how many oh, are like, left how many alive. Was there? Uh, so, yeah, he's been me, killing a, so many. I have a problem with this because numbers, yes, we keep pumping how numbers is actually pretty badass. Um, and it is. But it does these abrupt changes. It's, it's, I would say it's like a roller coaster. But roller coasters are mostly fun all the way through. It's more like if at the height of the thrill of a roller coaster, the cart stopped and a computer screen popped up, and you had to file your taxes before you kept going. <laughs> That's it the does, level of bullshit for kidding. To me, it's like I'm watching like a movie, and I'm right about to get to the action scene, and then I get to the part where my dad taped over it to like record his <laughs> wedding, and I'm like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, no, like, like I don't a give a shit shit about this. You know, like parental sex. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just it, it it's oh, to no. me it feels obvious, especially because that's where we're going to start with the. Um, next week's episode that it just doesn't make any sense to drop this right in the middle um <laughs> it's stupid but and, let's and, and for all things for a census and guess what the numbers are the fucking same because even though they're having babies god killed so many god's them. killing them so <laughs> much let's uh um, yeah. let, let's get into it so uh i'm looking into what it's a census let me let me let me rattle off the key points that i read let me tell you if you picked up anything okay. else so yeah yeah he don't, takes don't another census he takes another census moses and eleazar they start counting all the people uh we're not going to get into it but uh just as a recap of like if you're wondering what happened to these guys in the last 40 years cora um the people that uh, uh the kohath the kohathites uh, Korah, son of Kohath, that, who had rebelled against Aaron and Moses, and they got burned up. Those, you know, those two hundred and fifty guys that got melted. Yeah, um, but his line didn't die. His line did not die, so they're yeah. still here. Yeah, no one um, cares to be honest. They shout yeah. out to Aaron Onan, the uh, Judas kids, the one that was wicked and got murdered, and the guy that's uh, jizzed all over the ground and got murdered too. They're they're yeah, mentioned. Yeah. Also, uh, I'll point out real quick that Judas tribe is the largest there's seventy six thousand five hundred men over the age of 20 they know how to um, fuck and that's of course going to be jesus's line eventually uh, allegedly uh, the other thing is is that so so that he finishes counting them he finishes numbering them uh my bible lists the new census as six hundred thousand uh, uh roughly six hundred and one thousand seven hundred and thirty yes. the first plus, census was six hundred go ahead Sorry, plus the 23,000 Levites. That yeah, who gives a shit. And then the last census, the first one, was 603,000. So in 40 years, with reproduction, uh, they have actually lost 2,000 people, roughly. And that's just men. So you have to multiply that for the women and stuff. Which is crazy, because we know he's killed at least... Where's he got to be at? Like almost 50,000, 60,000? Got to be in that range. Maybe even eighty. Yeah, if, if you if you factor like an average for all the uh, plagues that God likes to put on the Jews. Also, you have to imagine plenty of these people, even though they had food and water provided for them, they're in the desert. They're they're dying. You just die out there, yeah. right? If you're lucky. Um, 
And uh, it also mentions the only other important part of this chapter. You get, as we draw to an end of the census, it mentions that at this point, we've reached the, the, the place where everyone that had to die in the desert has died. Right? So yeah. God said, no one alive, after the spy incident, when God said, no one alive right now is going to get to go in except for uh, what, Caleb and Joshua? We're at that point now. So it's just the next generation is alive. Yeah, no one counted in this census. Uh, no one counted in the first census as in this census. So, Correct. Uh, well, it's been yeah, a, none of the adults are. Yeah, none of the adults. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting is that I think this is the first time it ever mentions. We knew that Aaron, Moses, and Miriam were Levites. But yes. we didn't know what, like, if they were in Merari, uh, Kohath, or Gershon. But they're Kohath. Wait, but Kohath... Th- is after them, I thought. Uh, no. Uh, let me read it out. Kohath uh, numbers, is alive. Numbers, Kohath got killed, didn't No, it? that was Korah of Kohath, House Kohath. Oh, so uh, the, the reason why I bring that up is it's kind of... It, 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 when Kohath, when Korah and the Kohathites rise up against Moses, it just seemed like, okay, well, the shitty fucking guys that handle the innards of the tent are now rebelling because they just aren't held to no. the same level as Aaron. It says right here... Check it. The Numbers twenty. Was of Reuben. It says he was of Reuben. Right mm. here. Chapter no. twenty six eight. The sons of Paulu was Eliab. Eliab was Dathan and Abiram, um, and they were among. No, 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 no! You're misreading it. No, uh, no. Moses and Aaron weren't among Korah's followers. The people that rebelled against Moses and Aaron were above Korah's followers. They were all of the tribe of Reuben. No, no, no. Dathan and Abiram were from Reuben, but Korah was from Kohath. Whatever, nerd. Okay, well, you're fucking wrong. So well, uh, wanna, Dathan and Abiram were from Reuben, and Korah, yeah, well, what's the point? Korah was from House Kohath, of which, and I'm just going to read it out so that you uh, pull your head out from your ass. Uh, Whatever. I just, honestly, I didn't read this part. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dab on you, bitch. Uh, numbers twenty six fifty seven, uh, and these who were numbered of the Levites according to their families, Gershom, Kohath, and the Merarites of the Levites. Why the, f- why the fuck are you reading this? Uh, hold on. And Kohath begat Amram. The name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. And to Amram, she bore Aaron, Moses, and their sister, Miriam. And then it talks about Aaron's kids. The point I bring up is that when Korah and the Kohathites rebel against Aaron, Miriam, and Moses... It was because they're in the same... They're tribe. in the same family. They're cousins. They might not even be cousins. Like, they might, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're cousins. They're cousins, yeah. So it's not even just like, you know, you're a Jew, we're a Jew, we should be equals. It's like, hey, we're not, we're fucking Kohathites together. We handled yeah. the Ark of the Covenant. You're acting like you're our dad, but fuck you, asshole. Like, well, I was there at your dad. bar mitzvah. You know, I was there when you were cut. We already had an idea of that, though, because we knew that they were all Levites. We knew that they were Levites, but we didn't know yeah. that they were Kohath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But whatever. Yeah, That's the point. I, I just thought it was interesting that when Moses is like, oh, you know what, Kohath? I'm going to fucking watch you burn to death. That's his legitimate cousins that he's murdering. Great. Well, I hope you're happy for all the subscribers we just lost. Fucking fuck you. Names. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> all right. So, okay, they were Kohathites. That's cute. Uh, we got a clean slate. All the bad Israelites are dead now. Uh, the other thing I would mention before we finish 26 is that this is also the part where God divvies up the inheritance. We don't need to go into it. Just that the largest tribe gets the largest inheritance. The smallest tribe gets the smallest inheritance. That's right. And the Levites don't get any inheritance. And the Levites don't get Remember shit. Remember that. 
because they, they are like the communist salary. leaders. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't even get a paycheck. Yeah, we get to live in the palace and we bring you food every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even really own things. And it's like, what's that mansion you live in? Yeah, but that's like the people's, but I get exclusive use. Like, yeah, all right, that's, that's and, uh, different. As you mentioned with the, with the inheritance thing, that's exactly what Chapter 27 is about. So as we hop into that, we're talking about some daughters. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the daughters of Zelophiad. Now, yeah, let they- me do this real quick. Zelophiad's dad was Hefer. Hefer's dad was Gilead. Gilead's dad was Makir, whose father was Manasseh, a name you actually probably recognize, whose father was, of course, Joseph. So that's a great-great-great-great-grandfather, which means, by my math, it should have been about 200 years from Joseph to Zelophiad, who just died, right? Mm. So Zelophiad just died as one of the uh, of the generation that had to die in the desert. He's got five daughters, no sons, because they were, um, I don't know if they're a bunch of girls. And so they're basically coming to Moses with a complaint like, hey, you know, our dad's dead. We don't have any boys. Where's his land going to go? This and is a, uh, go ahead. What's up? I was like, this is a stupid tangent, but did you read the names of his daughters? Yeah. One was Noah. Yeah. What the fuck? That's a boy's know. name. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> Mala, Noah, Hogla. <laughs> you can just see her. I can picture her. Stupid bitch. Um, uh, Milka and Tirza. Um, so they're basically like, yeah, you know, our dad died. We want to uh, we wanna get inheritance. And that's when it gets decreed. All right. If a man has no sons, it goes to his daughters. If he doesn't have daughters, it goes to his brothers. If he doesn't have brothers, it goes to his father's brothers. And if he doesn't have his father doesn't have brothers, then it goes to his nearest relatives, which means, I don't know, whatever. It's basically so, will rules. Yeah. Yeah. So they wanted to lay that out. Obviously, these, these women probably didn't exist, but they needed a story on which to hang their, uh, their rules. But the crazy part for me is that this is where I dove really deep, deeper than I should have. I'm like, this is only about 180, 200 years worth of generations to Joseph. Now, mm-hmm. in the Bible earlier, we learned that they were in Egypt for how long? 430 years? I mean, that's kind of who fucking knows. I mean, if they if they waited a long-ass time to have kids. Well, here's the problem. It could be 100 started, years per kid. I started digging into it. Okay. And then it, the Bible scholars admit, yeah, there's no way that it was 430 years. So here is their bullshit excuse okay of of apparently the 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 people that believe the bible is infallible right because most scholars can say yeah okay there's an error here the people that believe the bible is infallible say no 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 guys it's obvious from the moment that Isaac started getting picked on by Hagar's son uh Ishmael okay which was when he was 5 years old that's when their subjugation to Egypt started what? And so that's 430 years from when Ishmael picked on Isaac until the Israelites escaped Egypt later. Wait, are like, they saying that their subjugation from Egypt predates Joseph's birth? Yes, predates oh, okay. well, predates Jacob's birth. Yeah, predates Jacob's birth. <laughs> yeah. That's, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. I uh, know, but they're, they, they, for real, that is the accepted theological I know answer. That's fucking stupid. Christian. But I, I know that we're in numbers... So, I don't, but I don't want to get too into numbers. Uh, but um, so, Zephalab had some daughters: son of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Macher, son of Manasseh, son of Joseph. That's six generations. You think they could yeah, make that nothing. happen in four hundred years? No, I don't know. I, I think it's very unlikely. I think it doesn't. Does it mention? I think. Well, 
now I'd have to fucking go back and find out because we don't. I don't know when how old Joseph was when he died. I, I think it mentions it, but I don't remember. Uh, he's one hundred and ninety-five. But the thing is that in this version that this person tells, mm-hmm. right? That, which not this person, but a lot of people accept. They think that there was only sixty-seven years between Joseph's death and Moses's birth. Oh, that's stupid. And that the the four hundred and thirty years is actually from Exodus all the, the way back to. Uh, Ishmael picking on Isaac. That doesn't make any sense because it's specifically... Like, it's not even worth us talking about because it specifically states in Exodus that 430 years but or 440 know, years passed from when they entered Egypt to when they left Egypt. Yeah, I know. Just know, though, that some people even count Abraham's first trip to Egypt when Sarah got uh, knocked up or got banned oh. by Pharaoh. Well, they can suck on my balls because that's yeah, stupid I shit. I know. It's so stupid. Bring them to me. That's... <laughs> that's the that's where serious biblical advocates stand right now. Well, they that's, should listen to our think, podcast and eat in. my shit. Yeah, they should come on our podcast. <laughs> hey, if you're out there listening to this and you, and you believe, believe some believe dumb that, shit about come Isaac, come on our podcast, you stupid idiot. <laughs> Treat you as a slave. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the, the it's a it's a stupid fucking story. It's obviously just again that a uh, schematic narrative shit you talk about. Where like, yeah, yeah uh, so. some women came to Moses and like Moses, but our inheritance and God talked to Moses like, you know, they got a fucking point. And he's like, all right, well, let's just write a law based on some anecdotal story that just fucking happened. Okay, hey, it works. Um, the next part is fucking great. Are we ready to move? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so twenty seven twelve marks the end of whatever the fuck that was about inheritance. Yeah, um, and. Uh, God comes down to Moses like, okay, listen, I need you to go to Mount Abarim, uh, which apparently is the same mountain, which is weird because we all know that when Aaron died, he died on Whore Mountain. <laughs> but now we're on Mount Abarim, which just doesn't have the same ring to it. Uh, so it's, it's obviously, it just names the mountain two different things. I think it's bullshit, but whatever. Uh, yeah. He's like, okay, I need you to go well, no, there. It's the Abarim Range is what my Bible says instead of mountain. Oh, well. Whatever. Uh, so anyway, uh, Moses... So basically, to sum it up, uh, God goes to Moses, Hey, uh, remember like 40 fucking years ago when I told you to talk to a rock and instead you hit it with your stick? Moses like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, um, prepare to die. <laughs> this is going to be a slow burn, but uh, remember that shit? Like, do you remember that rock you hit like 40 years ago? He's like, vaguely. Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. All right, I need you to go on top of the mountain. And bring Joshua with you because uh, I need you to die and give your shit to him. Or at least prepare to give your shit to him, you know? Yeah. Um, God, yeah, God does him the favor at least. Uh, and, and he knew this was coming, right? It's not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, God told him this when he hit the rock. But uh, God at least lets him sort of take a peek, right? Yeah. I think it's like um, it's like when you're, on like a, you're at a family vacation and you're visiting like your grandfather. And you fuck up and you like, you, you scream the F word and then you break a piece of china and your dad just looks at you and he's like, you're going to pay for that later. But <laughs> right now we have to play nice so we don't piss off your grandparents. But don't worry, once we get home, <laughs> you'll, you'll see it's coming. Like, and then you get home and then you're like, oh, I, I wonder if he remembers. And then he shuts the door and pulls out his gun. And you're like, oh, shit. No. <laughs> that's that's a, good. That's about where we're at with the Bible. You know, he's like, you know, Moses, you've done a good job these forty years, and I bet you know we've been having a good time. But you remember that shit you pulled? I do. I sure as shit remember. You know. So uh, he, I mean, he doesn't get executed or anything. I think he's just allowed to die of old age here. Well, so, he he yeah. his punishment has been not going to Canaan. 
Sure. But, um, but he got to go in, stand on the mountain, look down, see it. He's like, all right, this is what your people get. Now let's go put you out to pasture. <laughs> so, so God brings Moses to the top of a mountain and says, all right, man, look at all this shit. Remember all those people you did? Man, we had a fun time together. You know, we had a great time. Anyway, I need you to get Eleazar. What the fuck is the... Say it again. Eleazar? Eleazar. Get Eleazar, the head of the priesthood, and get Joshua sort of the head of your armies. And you two are... The three of you are going to come together so that he can witness you sort of inaugurating Joshua as the new head of... I want to say the army because it, it's basically like he split up his powers, you know? Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, it's like, you know, Joseph did with Manasseh and Ephraim. Uh, uh I guess it's also kind of like the way it's always been. Like it was always they're separating church and state. That's all they're doing. I guess. Yeah. Cause Moses was always sort of in charge of the tribe where Aaron was in charge of the priesthood. And yeah. now it's the new kids. It's now Eleazar is in charge of the priesthood. And now he's, uh, Creating a uh, continu- a continuous consistency of power as he elects his new leader. And what he's is- doing, though, at least, is he's taking some of the power out from the Levite tribe. So now, yes, uh, Eleazar mm-hmm. is still a Levite, of course, a Kohathite. Mm-hmm. But we're giving the other mantle of power to Joshua, who is uh, of the tribe of Joseph and Ephraim. Yeah, so like, it, at no, least it's like maybe that'll yeah. help with jealousy a little bit. I guess. It's kind of like a... God, what is it like? Yeah, it's definitely he's splitting up power. He's taken a little bit of the power of the Levites and he's given it to someone else, so it's not all consolidated. It's a separation. Of, yeah, it's a separation of church and dates. Some checks and balances. Yeah, um, sort of. So the Levites remain in charge of the church, but he's handing over the authority of the tribe, essentially uh, split to Joshua. He was like, "What if instead of having two popes, we have <laughs> one pope and one Stalin?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So he goes out in front of all the congregation, and just as God commanded him, he took Joshua and set him before Eleazar and laid his hands on him and inaugurated him, just as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. So he basically is like, at, at, you know, God's telling him what to do. He's like, all right, go tell Joshua you're the big boy now. You're in charge. And I'm going to say it. I don't know much about Joshua, but I was fucking tired of Moses. <laughs> yeah, story was I was out. done with fucking Moses. Uh, I mean, he's not dead yet. I wonder when we'll Yeah, we still have him all through Deuteronomy. It's fucking yeah, horseshit. It's fucking but weird. It, it, it is weird how it just jumbles. It just seems like at the end of Mo, uh, Numbers, even the authors of the Bible stopped caring. They're just like, fuck yeah. it, whatever. This it's almost like in. this was just compiled by a bunch of assholes. <laughs> it just makes no sense that all these things are jumbled around. Like, clearly this should have happened after basically whatever we're going to get into now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, but let's just well, assume so it. With the power switched over, they still want to... What do we want to do? Let's go back and go over everything we've read so far in the Bible. How about that? But That's, it, that's the end of chapter But let's seven. specifically... God tells Moses, okay, tell Joshua, you're now the one in charge. And Joshua's like, okay, you're in charge. And then God's like, okay, Moses, let's go over all the rules and you get to command all of Israel again. Like, what the fuck? To me, <sighs> to me it's like when... Um, uh, to me, it's like when like some guy's like, all right, man, I'm retiring. I'm putting you in charge. You're now in charge of the company. Good luck. And then he doesn't even leave. He just stays back in his office, and you're like, what's going on? And then he keeps sending out memos like he's still in charge. Like, like Yeah, really frustrating. You're undermining um, my rule, I also, Moses. I think this stuff is just out of order. Yeah, it doesn't um, make any sense. I, I think that's the point. It's cause all this is, that's chapter 27. Chapter 28 is just about offerings. That is it. Uh, let me let me blow this out for you. Blow what out? Do you have anything specific, or are we just gonna? 
the only thing I wanted to do, since this is numbers, and I like playing with numbers, they're numbers. Okay. Uh, it goes over the daily <laughs> offerings, and every day it says, um, and they did this the whole time when they were in the desert. Every day, they had to sacrifice a exactly one year old perfect lamb at morning and at night. They also so two had lambs to put a day, three and a half pound with each lamb. So in the morning and at night, three and a half pounds of flour and a bunch of oil. Um, just so we're clear, that means while they were in the desert, right, wandering around in the desert, they killed thirty thousand lambs. <laughs> that were perfect and one-year-old. They also, and this, that part's, okay, I get it. And they can breed, animals can breed. Uh-huh. The crazy part is that that means they burnt up 50 tons of flour without ever settling down and growing farms, growing fields. Yeah, it certainly doesn't say tons. that they uh, created agriculture. Well, maybe with all those people they murdered along the way, although it probably wouldn't happen in the 40 years, I was assuming they just did it through pillaging and stealing and... Uh, you know, uh, overrunning the people and taking their cars and condos and land and shit. But I don't know. Yeah, Where um, did they get the flower? Good question. I guess it's a fuckload of flower. Uh, and that's just for the daily offerings, um, or is that total? Did you do yeah, the math for the all? daily offering? That's God why damn! Because so that's the baseline, and we are going to get into so much fucking offerings. So we're not going to get too into it. Well, uh, yeah. Let me just see if I can't get through this. Uh, you do a summary. The the way these chapters twenty eight and twenty nine are, I, I would consider them basically just the same fucking chapter. Um, is that it sets up sort of a calendar for offerings. We start with the daily offering. You're gonna kill a lamb in the morning, throw some fucking flour around, whatever. A burnt offering in the morning. You're gonna do a second offering at night. You will always do this. That is your daily offering. And then it goes into your weekly offerings. You will also always do this. The Sabbath. Every Sabbath, you're going to do a fucking offering, you know, you know what the fuck's up. And you know what will happen if we catch you fucking around with it. And then, so that's your weekly offerings of Sabbath. And then we start getting into your monthly offerings. Um, At the beginning of your months, you shall present a burnt offering to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year without blemish, and then a bunch of, you know, grain, oil, whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the goats shall be an offering, blah, 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 blah. And then we start getting into your seasonal offerings. Passover, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Trumpets, the Days of Atonement, on the Day of Atonement. Um, and then the most metal one, the offerings at the Feast of the Tabernacles. On the 15th day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation and you shall do no work, blah, blah, blah. Um, you shall present a burnt offering to the Lord, 13 young bulls, two rams, and 14 lambs in their first year. They shall be without blemish. On the second day, you know, 12 young bulls, two rams. On the fucking third day, 11 bulls, two rams. You're just killing uh, the way it broke it down. Um, On the Feast of Tabernacles, um, which is every year, 199 animals in eight days must be sacrificed. (laughs) I mean, this is a goddamn slaughterhouse. You are just killing animals. Every day you're killing two lambs. And then you just every time you have a festival, it's like, oh, what's this? We're killing 17 animals today? Just, you just bulls? Like, fuck. I just figured it out. Mm. Now, shepherds are part of their population, right? Some of these people are shepherds. I would imagine. Right. Right? Sure. God has to make them kill enough animals to make up for the fact that he's killing so many shepherds so that the animals don't run amok. <laughs> he's like, I kill so many shepherds that if, uh, it, you know, it's like, who watches the watchman? If I kill, you know, just be a bunch of bulls everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
My, my concordance states that the Israelites must have offered annually over a ton of flour and over 1,000 bottles of oil and wine. That's a lot of fucking oil and wine for people wandering the desert. That's just me. I don't know. It's not the, it's not the most unbelievable thing I've read thus far, but it just kind of makes you go, there. fucking what? Yeah, it's it's up there. Uh, yeah, on the fifth day, nine bulls, two rams. That's a lot of fucking bulls. I just don't... I don't know. I, I, I get angry if I, like... Uh, lose some quarters in the drain. I wouldn't fucking know what to do with myself. <laughs> I was just like, how many bulls do I have to present? God, I like that bull. It's but, a mess. Uh, but that's it's that's good. that's what that's what you got to do to prove to God you love him. Uh, <laughs> and that's numbers twenty eight and twenty nine. Just fucking love the killing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I did some math real quick because I kind of zoned out where you're talking about that. I don't want to hear it again. Like, it was bad enough. I had to read it once. So I figured it out. With the amount of flour they made, I could feed around three quarters of a million people fresh homemade pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Great. What a fucking hot take. Um, Which we'd also need a lot of eggs for that, but I figure with all those quail God killed earlier, why not? You know what You know what I find baffling is that the people are constantly complaining about starving. They're constantly complaining they don't have any food or water, yet somehow they've got enough fucking free rams and bulls to give out 199 in eight days. Well, the animals basically aren't for them. I think the animals are just for the God, for just God for and God, the priests. Like, for, for a community full of shepherds, are you not getting any value from your... Like, if you're like, oh, we're, we're a people of shepherds who de- de- uh, rely on God's mercy to provide magic food because we can't feed ourselves... What about all those bulls and rams and shit that Whoa. are probably... Oh, that's not for us. we got to give that up in the You're hope that God gives us way. magic. It's food. like they have a pet dragon, okay. right? Okay. They're not going to eat their sheep. They need to give the sheep to the dragon so it doesn't eat them. They're going <laughs> to eat the fucking pebbles or whatever they can find. In, in the hope that they can drink some dragon cum for the protein. <laughs> <laughs> Root around in that dragon shit. Ooh. Hopefully there's a couple I'll, of bones or something. I'll make a cocktail called that. <laughs> <laughs> It just doesn't. It seems weird that these people are constantly complaining about starving to death, and God's murdering them for complaining about being so hungry all the time. Yet demands continual, constant, expensive sacrifice of food. Yeah, it's a, it's a, whew. It, it, it's definitely an abusive relationship. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I feel like if there was a community of hobos that have to come to me every week with McDonald's and they're just like, but I'm hungry. I'm like, all right, well, you can lick this wrapper when I'm done. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, you could just cut, li- listen up, Israelites. You could just cut out the middleman and have a hamburger every now and then. You don't need. Yeah. If you want a quarter of a million of you to suddenly die of a plague and snakes <laughs> yes. and the ground opening up yeah, and fire it, scorching. It certainly doesn't seem like God's, uh, I don't know. It just seems like it's obviously a fucking uh, scheme here to keep them controlled. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, a prostitute doesn't give money to her pimp because she likes him. Okay? <laughs> that's, not, that's not how this works. Uh, fair point. I think you've nailed it exactly. Man, why doesn't she just keep that money? Yeah, wow, that couldn't um, go bad. Oh, I wonder why the prostitute doesn't just go into business for herself. <laughs> Uh, I, I think you've exactly nailed the relationship. The Israelites God are a bunch of prostitutes, and God is their pimp. <laughs> And yep. the Midianites are their Johns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just like slaughtered. he's just like those Johns fucked you over. We gotta go kill them all. <laughs> you gotta do it. Some angry, uh, some so angry horse, man. <laughs> uh, and then this is my favorite chapter, Numbers yeah. thirty. Uh, 
<laughs> the law <laughs> concerning so bad, and we can sum this up. I think in literally three sentences. It's it's um, it's sixteen <laughs> verses. It's a uh, it's got to be about a page. But let me just break it down for you. Um, uh, then Moses spoke to the heads of the tribe concerning the children of Israel, saying, "This is the thing which the Lord has commanded." If a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. And then there's the biggest caveat of all time. <laughs> so, so, let's, so basically this is like, oh, by the way, these are the rules res, re, revol, revolving around vows. Uh, we already have, uh, what was that one? I don't even remember the name of it. Where they vow to be clean. Um, I don't want to really take the time. Yeah, let's not bother. Do we want to get into it? There was that no. vow to be as clean as a priest. You can take a vow for God. You can be like, listen, I'm going to do oh, this shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, and you'll shave your hair and all that bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know if I want. So, yeah, you could do that. Ceremonially set yourself like aside as extra clean for a little bit. Right. I'll never, uh, I don't know. But, uh, you, you know, you can take a vow to God. I promise I'll stop jerking off on a cat. And you're like, all right, well, we heard you say it, so you got to stop doing it and then, you know, keep an eye on him. But... The, the important thing about this chapter, to me, isn't really about the vows. It's about the difference. It's about the patriarchy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if a man makes a vow, everyone's like, yep, that's a real vow. You swore to God. That's your rules. But if a woman makes a vow, then basically it's at the whim of whatever man is closest to her. Um, yes. This a- chapter does... T- it- this chapter is to suffrage as surface-to-air missiles are to passenger planes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Women can uh, devote themselves to God if I let them, is what he's about. Uh, let's be clear. To vow yourself to God is dependent, if you're a woman, is dependent on what men will allow you to vow. Um, Correct. Here's the specific rules for If a woman makes a vow to the Lord and binds herself by some agreement while in her father's house in her youth, and her father hears her vow then he either has the option to agree by keeping his peace. If he just keeps him, if he hears her say anything. that shit, if he, see, if he hears her say that shit, he's like, yep, all right, I'm just going to go back to reading my newspaper. But if he says no, then her vow means shit. Fuck you. Your relationship to God is literally dependent on my whims. Likewise, um, for if she is engaged, then her fiancé can revoke her vow. Yeah. Likewise, if her she husband. is married then her husband can revoke her vow. So basically, a woman's word is only as good as the man who owns her. And what's crazy, it's also your fiancé. If you're betrothed to a man and you're like, by the way, I vow that I shall never cut my hair, and he just goes, no. Uh, But we're not even married. Yeah, but I say no. (laughs) I know technically we haven't fucked and we haven't done the shit or whatever, but the fact that you even said yes to the ring means you are my fucking property. Now get in a fucking van. Literally. uh, No exaggeration. Yeah, it's like, funny because we had our first little like little tiny scintilla of of women's rights when earlier God declared that sure ladies can inherit property if they don't have any shitty brothers to take it from them, but now we're taking away their ability to ever promise God anything because they're not worthy. Um, the, the one caveat: every vow and every binding oath to afflict her soul, her husband may confirm it or her husband may make it void. But if the husband makes no response um, to whatever she said, and then he uh, tries to void it later, he shall bear her guilt. You know, that's that's a pretty. It's actually kind of a good deal for women okay. because they can like go through the errors of like, oh yes, I, well, I pledge I'm going to serve God my whole life, 
and they look good, and then the husband can be like, actually, no. I'm <laughs> actually, I'm no, I think she tried, yeah. And the wife's like, whew, okay. All right. I swear I shall cut off my tits for God. And he's like, I, no. And she's like, oh, I was going to do it, you guys, but thank God, you know, my, oh, my fucking husband stopped me from doing some crazy shit, which is like kind of. Me, it gives me an idea for a money-making scheme. It just, right? uh. So what you do. <laughs> okay. Listen, what you do is you get your wife to go put, like, a thousand dollars on the Broncos winning this weekend. And then if she if the Broncos <laughs> lose, you're like, No, no, no. I said no, she couldn't. Uh, and then you get the money back. But if they if they win, then you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that? Uh I love my, my concordance rolls on it pretty fucking sweetly. The husband could nullify the vow of his betrothed wife at the time it was made. If he accepted her vow, it remained in force. This could be done even before their marriage was consummated. This is further confirmation of God's providential care within the guidelines he established for the home, the leadership of the husband, and the submission of the wife. Uh, women, you belong to men. I don't know how to tell you. Outright. Outright. Nope. Yeah. No question. You don't even get to make decisions unless I fucking say so. I'm sick of people, like I was just reading about that fucking, um, those new abortion laws that just passed in uh, Alabama. You know, like 30 years if you have an abortion. Fucking crazy. Um, But don't call it barbaric or Ben Shapiro will come right after you. But, um... That little fucking weasel. Piece of shit. Whoa. Um, Anyway, um, but let's be clear. That's just part of the guidelines. God provided men to tell women what to do. That's their job. You know? But people were like, wow... We're really enacting Sharia law in Alabama. Like, this is their new version of Sharia law. Leave the fucking Muslims out of this. You guys, it's Christians that are doing this. It's not Sharia law. It's like, whatever the fuck this shit is, you know? You know, you don't need to blame other people. Islam is actually okay with abortions through a certain uh, point. So, fucking checkmate Christians. (laughs) You can just send me a source on that one. But my point is, like, yeah, this is Sharia law. Boy, these Christians are almost as bad as Muslims. I I think they might be worse in this instance. Like, I don't don't think you get to, like, somehow, like, paint them both in that color. It's a bunch of Christians that are choosing to do this. I don't, you know, they're the ones slapping their Bible and saying, we gotta stop women from doing what they want. Numbers 16, (laughs) goddammit. Man. Oh man, but uh, yeah. So that's the gist. So uh, I don't know. It's definitely a bad look. <laughs> I, say that. I I I don't know. Kind of makes me. It, it, it's one of those things where I don't know how I feel about. It, but I remember early early in life, people were trying to. As one of the many other reasons why people were trying to tell me why Christianity is so good. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing some people talking to me like, "Yeah, but a good Christian woman does what you say." Men, wouldn't it be nice if women were just obedient? And I'm like, have you ever met my mom? God damn, that's the farthest thing I would know. Like, all I know is angry, is angry bitch Hispanics. Like, I don't, I can't even fathom it. You know? like, but the the idea that like that's why it's a good idea to be Christian because it just makes it easier to be a man if your woman is just a subservient cow, you know, spouting out kids and providing you dinner. And that's it. That's it. That's literally their. That's the end and, and beginning of their worth. Uh, yeah, I would love to see some uh, some like liberal takes on uh, numbers thirty, <laughs> like Christian liberals. Uh, yeah. co- co- uh, uh, explain this one to me. Although I guess I don't know. It, it uh, you got to take the concordance at its face value that this is just another representation of the fact that God 
gift to women is men because they need someone with judgment and power to rule over them so they won't fuck up and take vows they shouldn't be taking, you know? Yeah. Or doing things they're not allowed to, you know? Or uh, going to college and voting, you know? Yeah. They have their little lady brains. We don't want them doing anything, you know, (laughs) out out of side the bounds of what men want. It's no surprise, though. You know, you read this, it's no surprise that... uh, Christian values say don't let abortions happen. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's not their call. Yeah. They, yeah. Huh. Who who are they? That's my that's my that. offspring inside of her. Yeah. And it could be a boy. Like <laughs> who do you think you are? Yeah. Oh man. Literally, uh your life is wor- your your judgment is worth less than the possibility that there's a dude inside of you, you know? More or less. More or less. Well, more. <sighs> but um Fuck yeah, that's numbers thirty, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around. Well, that was a that was a solid six chapters there. Yeah, we're blowing through for it today, huh? Yeah, fucking numbers, baby. I don't think that people stick around much longer if we kept going. I know I won't. <laughs> you know, uh, we might be able to wrap this up in one more episode. Where where, where does numbers end? Where are we at? Oh yeah, thirty six. So there's six pages. six chapters left in numbers. I think we can. Right, let's do we'll it. We'll see how heavy it is if we need to break it in half or not. But definitely, we're only an episode or two out from Inner Numbers. I know everyone's pumped about that. Mm-hmm. How's this, though, man? I mean, again, it's this book is so inconsistent with going from all-out slaughter of his own people to boring censor numbers, and then right into some super, super, super uh, misogynistic laws. I, I'm just having I'm having a blast. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a pig and shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's some metal shit. I don't know. I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> I'm almost I'm almost curious. I don't know if it, I I feel like hypocrisy again is just so built into the Christian faith. I get a fucking kick when there's like women on Twitter who are like, my Christian faith tells me that we got to keep out the Muslims and the immigrants. I'm like, who the fuck said you could talk? <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good point. like, where's your husband? I want to hear what he has to say on the matter. You said you're a good Christian. Get the you know. Absolutely, said you could talk to me. You know they even let women uh, inherit things now. Yeah, did you hear that? That's a pretty recent yeah. nice little fucking... Did you know that they could almost like, oh, what, my father died. Well, where's his son to give it to? There is no son. Tough luck till recently. I'm glad they passed those new laws. <laughs> you got lucky. Man. Uh, boy. I want to bring that I don't up. know. I don't have a lot to say about this. Is there anything, uh, anything else you want to dig into from these chapters? Nah, not really. I think we nailed it. It was pretty, um, yeah, it was pretty open and shut case here. I'll be eager to see, I, I don't know, it just seems like, are we reading too much into it to say that these offerings that they, God is requiring of these Jews is too fucking much? No, I don't think so. But I, I mean, it is two and a half million crazy. people. You know what I mean? That's what's crazy is the numbers. Yeah. Is that, first <laughs> off, there couldn't have been that many people out there. Right. And second, even if there were, yeah, these these food numbers are insane, considering that they're all apparently only eating manna except for the priests uh, um, and quail, I guess. Now. I think when you take a big picture look at it, it kind of seems like, look at God's mercy that he provided housing, shelter, so that they could work the fields to provide him sacrifices. And then provided them shitty food and, you know, response. It just seems like tenant farming. 
It just yeah. seems like some old southern white guy with a bunch of slaves underneath it. It's like, yeah, look at me. I gave you a house. I give you all the fucking uh, pig knuckles you can eat. You know, <laughs> I give you all the fucking trash and slop that you can eat. All I ask is you go and pick my produce and bring it back to me. And you're like, yeah, fucking sweet deal. Boy. Well, I mean, through, uh, through again, not again. I just want you to know how safe you are on this plantation. <laughs> you know, like, I would say probably at least up until the point that we ended slavery in the U.S., probably half of humanity was enslaved in one way or the other Boy, before that. Time. But, but it just it just seems like uh, it just seems like it, it seems more and more like a southern slave owner who's like, yeah, I mean, at least you're safe here in the plantation, you know. Uh, Mississippi is a safe place for blacks who know how to behave. But if you leave the plantation, then I mean, I don't know, bad shit could happen to you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> rough is a rough bastard to keep. But what's our uh, what's our Twitter handle? Yeah. So if you don't already. Please follow us on Twitter. We're at Irrevelations. And if you want to send us an email, something more long form, you can do that at irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. And as I always ask, Cole, what do you got for the people? You know what I was thinking about is, um, I don't know, I, I, we went home for the weekend, right? And I saw yeah. those pro-life billboards on uh, I-75. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, ugh, they are the worst. I never yeah. understood them. It's always like, what if the baby would be the next Mozart? I feel like we should get a patron and we should get our own billboard that's just like, it shows a woman just haggard, just fucking with a cup full of bleach. It's like, I'm going to fucking do it. And there's just 15 kids screaming at her and throwing fucking beans on the wall. And it's just like, this could be you. <laughs> Dude, I love it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. We'll, we'll set it. Tell Let's you make what, it Hines. happen. We're going to look into this. We're going to come back at you with some details on it. And we're going to make people feel bad about who they are and the decisions they make. <laughs>